You're listening to the Storyteller Series from The Salvation Army. For more information or to share your questions and comments, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. Book of Acts, chapter 12. It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. When he saw that this met with approval among the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. This happened during the festival of unleavened bread. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrists. Then the angel said to him, Put on your clothes and sandals, and Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me, the angel told him. Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed the first and second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself, and they went through it. When they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. When this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. Peter knocked at the outer entrance and a servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed she ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. You're out of your mind, they told her. When she kept insisting that it was so, they said, it must be his angel. But Peter kept on knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Peter motioned with his hand for them to be quiet and described how the Lord had brought him out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers and sisters about this, he said and then he left for another place. In the morning, there was no small commotion among the soldiers as to what had become of Peter. After Herod had a thorough search made for him and did not find him, he cross-examined the guards and ordered that they be executed. Then Herod went from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. He had been quarreling with the people of Tyre and Sidon. They now joined together and sought an audience with him. After securing the support of Blastus, a trusted personal servant of the king, they asked for peace because they depended on the king's country for their food supply. On the appointed day, Herod, wearing his royal robes, sat on his throne and delivered a public address to the people. They shouted, This is the voice of a god, not of a man. Immediately, because Herod did not give praise to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down, and he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God continued to spread and flourish. When Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission, they returned from Jerusalem, taking with them John, also called Mark. So here we are at chapter 12, Acts chapter 12, and we find ourselves 
longing to connect with each other and with you, even though we're in the midst of this uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And so uh, we might look a little different. It might sound a little different because uh, we're not together in the studio like we're used to being as we record, but we really wanted to continue with our exploration of the book of Acts because we believe that now more than ever, what scripture has to say to us is going to be what um, we lean on in these crazy days. So thanks for having grace for us and let's move on and see what the book of Acts has to say. So here we are at chapter 12. This is where we find King Herod has started arresting people and executing people. And um, in this chapter, we see um, people trying to pull down the adoration and worship that God deserves for themselves and the results of that. But we also see what happens when the power of God shows up, um, which even when we're asking for God to show up, it can surprise us. Yeah, and and the power of God is so strong in this chapter. This is just such a power-packed chapter. And and something that really jumped out at me is is at the beginning when we when we read that that Peter he was he was thrown into prison and Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made by God uh, to God by the church. And then it goes on, and and we see then how how Peter is released it's an angel of the lord that shows up uh, and and we and we see how he uh, gets out of prison and and at towards the the end of the chapter we see how the believers were actually uh, surprised <laughs> that, that god maybe answered their prayer but it made really made me think of god's timing and god's purpose and how he uh, allows for things to happen and um in in doing that uh well, I'm just thinking that Peter was in prison actually allowed the church to pray earnestly for him. That's amazing. So so that's like one one point where I just see the, the power of God. And then, of course, it goes on to the more, even more power pack, what, what happens uh, with, with Herod. And I'm going to pass that ball, that ball on to someone else that maybe can can take that a little bit further. Well, I will catch that from you, Anne, and think that it is crazy what happens here to Herod, something that I personally have never seen happen in my life, uh, maybe in a movie at some point, I'm not sure. Uh, but King Herod being struck down by the Lord and eaten by worms and dying. I mean, that's pretty radical, uh, very unexpected what happens to Herod. And, and pretty graphic. And very graphic, uh, yeah, and and uh, you know, gross. Uh, <laughs> but uh, here it is in the middle of Acts, and um, it's maybe even seems like something a little misplaced. But I think it reflects the fact that um, even if Herod wasn't a professing Christian, he was uh, a Jewish king, and um, the people here cry out to him and say that uh, Herod's voice is the voice of a god, not of a man. And Herod does not uh, deflect that praise. He doesn't point um, that praise to uh, where it rightfully belongs. And he doesn't say, no, 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 actually, you're, that praise you've just given me is really meant for God, not for me. 
but he seems to inhabit it. And uh, rather immediately thereafter, he uh, is now, um, you know, worm food. And uh, it's a pretty radical thing, but it reflects this call on um, the Jews to honor God with their lives uh, and especially reflects this, I think, responsibility that leaders have and people of authority and of prominence have to give God glory uh, for where they are and for the things they achieve and um, for the status they have, to not make it about them, but to always be pointing back to the one who has given such things. Absolutely. And another good point that I even see uh, in, in this chapter is um, the Bible's reminding us like, hey, someone can give themselves all the glory that they want or they could ex really have people exalt them. But remember where your help comes from. And just like he wanted to publicly humiliate Peter and bring him to trial, look what happened to him. He was publicly struck down. <laughs> so I'm just like, wow, look at that. Don't look at how God is just showing you, you know, you can be high among people, but that really doesn't amount to anything. Um, give that glory and that honor to God. That's so good. Uh, it's interesting, as I did some background reading uh, in regards to this occasion where Herod shows up uh, amongst these people and ends up, you know, um, being struck down by God. And um, Josephus, an ancient writer, indicates that <clears throat> when Herod showed up that day, he was wearing this like pure silver robe. And um, they were in like obviously in sort of an outside gathering space, which was pretty common. And the sun was reflecting off this pure silver robe and the people gathered there because, you know, like you don't see that every day. And I kind of imagine it as being like, you know, when you like watch like the Oscars or something and you've got like some celebrity decked out in like these sequins and like the lights are catching the sequins and you're like, wow, like that's unusual. I imagine somebody saw that the sun reflecting off of this silver robe and it looked like he was shining like light was coming from him which i'm sure that's the reason he wore the robe right and so um and thinking about what leads up to this situation as a where as a leader um he finds himself like sort of absorbing the praise and the adoration of his followers um i find like what if he actually in his oh well is self-delusion like created a scenario where people would look at him and see him as better than he really was right so he would look up here to be a god you know when the light reflected off his body and and i mean i'm not trying to walk around like in sequined outfits and like you know i don't have it like my tunic all you know like uh decked out in sequins or whatever so that it reflects light but i do know that there is like this um, fleshly tendency in me to seem as though I'm better than I really am so that people admire me. Now, I don't want them to worship me, but I do want them to think I'm pretty great, <laughs> which is, you know, uh, it's just what I'm like, y'all, if I'm being honest. And so I think what I'm seeing here is there's a warning that, like, if you allow that 
to that tendency to grow if you nurture it and you create scenarios where you look better than you are, like your Facebook posts or your social uh, media posts or in meetings, like to always have it together. Um, you're inviting these scenarios where people hold you in awe and like they lift you up on a pedestal and um, God opposes the proud. Mm. And so I'm not trying to be on the opposite side of the field as the Lord, you know what I mean? And uh, one of the things that reassures me is, you know, when uh, with, with Herod persecuting um, God's people, um, he was doing it uh, for the, to, to get, so that he would get be popular with all the people that like despised the um, the Jesus followers or were confused by them. Um, it was popular opinion when Herod started pressing back against the Jesus people. The rest of the crowd liked that, and so he was doing it for his own glory and admiration. But when the uh, um, when Saul, who became um, Paul, when he was persecuting the Jesus followers, he was doing because he thought it was the right thing to do, and God showed up and set him right. And so I feel like, you know what, like, even when I'm in the wrong, even when I'm going down the wrong road, um, this example from scripture shows me that God in his mercy will deliver me even from my own self. When I have something wrong, he'll correct it, even if it feels a little harsh at the time for my own sake. But um, in this scenario, Herod wasn't doing it because he thought it was right. It's because it's what his, his sinful heart desired. And so that had its own consequence. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with a friend. You can subscribe to the Storyteller series on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast store. For more information, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org.